चैप्टर थर्टी थ्री गुरु चरित्र दिस इज रुद्राक्ष महिमा दिस चैप्टर डिस्क्राइब्स रुद्राक्ष महिमा एंड इलस्ट्रेट अपॉन द मेरिट अर्न बाय दोज हु वेयर रुद्राक्ष ऑन देयर बॉडीज सिद्ध मुनि कंटिन्यूड इज नरेटिव एक्सप्लेनिंग टू नाम धारक द पावर ऑफ द रुद्राक्ष वेन द तपस्वी गेव टू द वुमन फॉर रुद्राक्ष एंड आस्ट हर टू टाई देम टू द बॉडी ऑफ अ डेड हजबेंड द वुमन आस्ट इम वॉट पर्पज इट वुड सर्व The tapasvi, who was Guru Nanak himself in reality, told her briefly the Rudraksha Mahima and also the Rudra Abhishek Mahima. Wearing of Rudraksha and applying Vibhuti on the forehead confers great sanctity to the wearer. They are most purifying and ward off all evil. None can harm the wearer, and even the Lord of the Death would keep away from him. They confer happiness on the life and ensure happiness in the life beyond. The tapasvi narrated the following story to illustrate the power of the Rudraksha. Rudraksha is having a very peculiar shape. If you have seen a Rudraksha kamani, it's a seed. It has got serrations just like the way our brain has. You know, our brain comprises now. If you cut the thing into two, you will find that half of Rudraksha will comprise of the way how our brain is also made up of. so they have very peculiar ridges systems and sometimes they have multiple sections you can have a single entire single section which is a rudraksha single one then you have two then you have three like that you can yes that's the mukha mukha means the face you can have two mukha or you can have three you can have 10 you can have 15 sometimes i have seen up to 20 myself so 18 or 20 i have seen myself so you can have multiple and uh, this is available mostly in the himalayan region and it is worn by the those who are the ascetics and all those who are the followers of shiv ji all right they wear that there lived in brahmin once upon a time a king named bhadrasena He had a son named Sudharma. His minister in chief also had a son named Taraka. Sudharma and Taraka were of nearly the same age, and they grew up in closest closest friendship. Each loved the other very much, and they used to be always together. They both were highly devoted to Lord Shankara. Instead of wearing princely jewelry and ornaments, they used to wear Rudrakshamala. and also used to apply prominent vibhuti made in their forehead as both rudraksha and vibhuti are believed to be very dear to lord shankara the parents however were not happy about their ascetic tendencies as their sons for such a tender age once parashar rishi came to the court of bhadrasena the king received him with great honor and veneration the king told him of the worry about his son who was taking to ascetic way of life even at an early age he further said that he was equally worried about the minister's son parashar rishi told the king that he should not feel worried at all but instead rejoice at the devotional temperament and conduct of the prince and his friend he then said that it was because of the great merit that they had earned in their previous life that they were born in this life with such devotional temperament especially with fascination and attachment to the holy rudraksha parashar rishi told the king about the previous lives of the prince and the minister's son in the bygone times there lived a courtesan who was very beautiful she was very intelligent shrewd and artful and was very good in singing and dancing 
she used to attract many people the courtesan had a natya mandap she had two pets one a monkey and other a cock she taught them also to dance <laughs> she used to deck both of them with rudrakshamala one day a rich merchant came to be entertained by her he had an ornament in the form of a shivalinga made of precious stones which he was wearing on his neck he was wearing rudrakshamala and was having bhasma tripundra marks on his forehead looking at all the signs of piety the woman felt a liking and attraction for him she particularly felt a strong fascination for his shivalinga ornament made of precious stones she told him that if he gives the ornament to her she would live with him for 3 days as his mate he wanted from her an oath of assurance that she would keep the bargain faithfully she 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 agreed and after taking an oath by placing her hand on the shivalinga the merchant gifted her the precious ornament and she started to live with him the first night went on happily and went well for both of them on the second night unfortunately when they were asleep the natya mandap caught fire and the fire started spreading to where the shivalinga ornament was kept and it was also about to be caught up in the flames the merchant tried to retrieve the ornament from the spreading fire but he too was caught in the flames and was burned to death the courtesan woman was aghast at the sudden tragedy as she promised him that she would be woman for 3 days as he died during the period she resolved herself to make a sahagamana with him like a faithful wife meanwhile all neighbors neighbors gathered around and seeing her preparing herself for the sagamana along with the merchant customer they tried to stop her telling her that she was not a wedded wife to him and she should not take to such an extreme step but they could not prevail upon her and she jumped into the fire but lo instantly lord shankara appeared there caught hold of her hand and pulled her out of the fire lord shankara said that he was very much pleased with her that though she was a courtesan yet she kept up so steadfastly and un- unswervingly to the vow of truth and was determined to sacrifice her life for the pledged word he said that he only wanted to test her and created the fire artificial as he was pleased with her for a devotion to truth he promised to grant her any boon she would ask of him she said to shiva that she had no desire at all except that she along with her relations friends and servants would be blessed with kailashpada thus she attained kailashpada with all her people and won liberation to herself and all of them too parashar rishi further told the king that when the fire burned the natya mandap the courtesan's pet the markat that is the monkey and the kukkut which is the cock also died in the fire but as they had the rudrakshamala around their neck and especially at the moment of death it won for them the great merit the markat was born as the king's son and the kukkut was born as the son of the chief minister such was the power of rudraksh said parashar rishi to the king thus ends the 33rd chapter of shri guru charitra describing the rudraksh mahima glory to the all merciful the omnipresent and the ever responsive guruna here what we have understood from the lesson is very simply this that that lady was so much particular about keeping her word she went out of the way to ensure that the word is kept the divine lord is always checking up on everybody whether they keep their word or no you will find that she had given the word that that 
she will be with that person for three days and she is not able to fulfill that particular word that she had given she could be with him only for one and a half day or so so when shivji stands in front of her he is very much pleased because she is able to keep the word which she has given so it is extremely important that if you give any word to any person we should try to keep it as much as we can we'll do chapter 34 rudra abhishek mahima this chapter refers to the rudrayana and the rudra abhishek mahima and the story of the prince who died at a very young age but got back his life again siddhamuni continued narrating to namdarak on the rudra abhishek mahima as told by guru nat to the woman in the guise of a tapasvi we are still continuing the story this is the sixth chapter in a row this is the sixth one you will find that four chapters we had already done if you recollect that this lady has lost her husband she has come to the to the sangam and there she has met the master and she has told the master about it and finally uh, her husband is being brought back to life so that that story we have continuing na rudraksha mala and now rudraksha mahima what exactly it means the abhishekam that is it king bhadrasena after listening to the account of the past life of his son and that of the minister prayed to parashar rishi to throw some light on how the son's future was going to be the rishi was hesitant to say anything in reply to the king as the king was persistent the rishi said that the prince had only 8 days more to live the king fainted in grief on hearing this when he recovered he fell at the rishi's feet and prayed that he should show him the way so that his son's life would be saved moved by pity the rishi said that he could earn the grace of lord shiva the mrutyanjaya there was a possibility of the son's life being saved the those who know about the mrutyanjaya homa uh they also will understand the longevity is a homa made for the person pers- you know, for the reasons of longevity and mrutyanjaya is also shivji himself so here we are going to perform this mrutyanjaya lord shiva is all powerful it was lord shiva who caused the vedas to be manifested and gifted them to brahma dev to serve as a guidance to the letter in the functions of the creator of the world and the matter and the universe of being along with the vedas he also gifted him the brahma upanishad in which there is a chapter called rudraya describing the rudra abhishek mahima brahma dev narrated the rudra abhishek mahima to the rishis once as described in the rudraya of the brahma upanishad his narration has been given as under the study of the rudraya and the performance of the rudra abhishek would expiate one of all the sins and would end up also liberation on him from the cycle of birth and death he said that the rudra abhishek was the panacea of all the ills of the mundane life all the rishis therefore as advised by brahma dev took the rudra abhishek from the rishis it spread among all people and everywhere the echo of rudra jap and the rudraya could be heard whenever and wherever yam raj dharma yam dharma raj dut that is the dutas of yam raj they visited they were repelled by seething heat generated by the spiritual vibrations emanating from the rudra jap uh, these are these are the uh, people those, i mean these are the ganas who are connected to yam dev they will come to take away the body in the same way shiv dutas come to take away the body to their domain body does not mean body body physical body they are not taking away they are taking away what is called as the spiritual body or what we call as a subtle body all right so 
The Yamdutas narrated that the plight to Yamraj, the later rushed to Brahmadev and told him about the matter. Brahmadev told Yamraj that he should instruct the Dutas that they should never approach anywhere near where Rudraya or Purusha Sukta chanting would be going on and they could move freely only when such chanting is not there. Parashar Rishi advised the king that he should invite 100 Brahmins and arrange for performance of the 10,000 Rudrabhisheks and bathe the prince with Rudrabhishek Tirtha, which alone could save the life of the prince. The king arranged for the performance of Rudrabhishek as advised by the sage. On the eighth day, the prince fell down dead, but Parashar Rishi immediately sprinkled the Rudrabhishek Tirtha on the body of the prince and bathed the body with the Tirtha. Lo! The prince came back to life instantly. Just at the time, says Narad came and told the king how blessed the king and the prince were. Narad told them that Yamadutas were there to take away the prince to the Yamalok. But as soon as the body of the prince was bathed with the Rudra Abhishek Tirtha, the Sivdutas appeared there, snatched away the prince's jiva from the hands of Yamadut and restored the life to the prince. Yamadutas ran back to Yama and reported the happenings. Yama approached Lord Brahma and the latter told him that though the prince was to die at the twelfth year, the Rudra Abhishekthirtha bath bestowed on him a fresh long lease of life and the prince was thus blessed to live for a full span of hundred years. Enlightened thus about the Rudra Abhishek Mahima, Yama returned to his abode and instructed his dutas once again that they should be very watchful and cautious and should not go near anyone engaged in Rudra Abhishek or having the Rudra Abhishek Tirtha sprinkled on their body or even wearing Rudra's Rudraksha on the body because all people are dear to Lord Shiva and enjoy the protection of the Divine Grace. Thus ends the 34th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra describing the Rudrayana Mahima. Glory to the All-Merciful, the Omnipresent and the Ever-Responsive Guru Nath. If you have any questions till just now, I can answer you. Or otherwise, we can take up the next. Yes. So now we will continue chapter 35 which is Somvar Vrat Mahima. All these things which are there, no, in the previous chapter it was about Rudraksha and now it is Somvar. In the material world we are so much attached to these kind of things. Some people, you know, they do the Monday fasting, some people do the Thursday fasting. I met somebody just now, that person does Thursday fasting because believe in Sai Baba. So, we'll only eat after uh, Baba's temple and all that stuff. Alright, so now we are going to do Somvar Vrat Mahima. This chapter narrates about the Somvar Vrat Mahima and the story of Prince Simantini. It also tells about the mantra forfeit the potency if they are made overt and that of a woman that vratas are far more beneficial than the mantras. There is a higher power than destiny. Madhbhakta Narayanasti the, my devotee never perishes. He is the eternal assurance of the Lord. But, but the Lord also knows what is good and what is appropriate for the devotee and he has his own way of dispensation of his grace. Leaving it all to his will and mercy, let us surrender unto him. Siddha Muni continued the narrative of the Guru Charitra to, to Namdharak as under. Savitri's heart was overflowing with gratitude and devotion towards Gurunath who had restored her husband's life. We are still continuing with the story. Savitri is a person whose husband had died and when she, he, he was taken to Gurunath's place, he had brought him back to life. 
the husband looked quite hale and hearty with no trace of the former disease at all savitri now prayed to pray to gurunath to give her mantra upadesh which would protect them herself and her husband against all the turmoils of life in the world give them a safe passage to the life beyond and liberate them forever gurunath told her that for a woman no mantra is needed it is only pati seva that is needed for a woman and that alone would be safely ferry her across the ocean of samsara to the heavenly shores beyond for a woman the mantra is not as efficacious as pati seva further a mantra needs strict nishtha secrecy etc a mantra cannot be given to anybody and everybody it requires some merit on the part of the recipient otherwise it loses the potency and does not confer the due benefit that is the reason this is what happened in case of sanjeevini mantra of shukracharya the preceptor of the asuras shri narsimha saraswati explained it further as follows now till here what we have learnt is that the mantra which is given by the by the guru is having a terrific potency but in this particular chapter he is telling that lady that i don't want to give you the mantra but i would like you to do pati seva now pati seva is done where in ancient times where it is pativrata's three was there and the husband was also very well focused in this world and he was he had his swadharma and he was able to go on the path of the divine but in today's day and age it is slightly a difficult aspect so mantra jap can be done no doubt about it today but the mantra has to be very powerful and it cannot be given to a person who doesn't deserve it so deservability is extremely important the guru will only impart the mantra to those people who are really deserving it and that is the reason why we are going to study this particular aspect of what happened after that once a war was raging between the devas and the asuras shukracharya alone knew the sanjeevini mantra sanjeevini mantra remember all the gods they have drunk that uh, amruta which is the juice which was basically going to give them eternal life okay now because they were cheated out so what was granted to shukracharya shukracharya was the guru of all the asuras so shukracharya was granted sanjeevani mantra was given to him sanjeevani mantra is that which will not allow a person to die i mean even if the person is dead he can be brought back to life this mantra is of that kind so sanjeevani mantra was given to shukracharya the asuras would remain uh, because of the power and the protection of the sanjeevani mantra the asuras could remain invincible as the devas as they had no recourse to and no protection of the mantra were being routed to the battle the devas had to flee away utterly defeated and battered the devas then went to kailash and narrated to lord shiva their woe and perilous conditions and prayed to him to rescue them from the devastating onslaught of the asuras against them shiva sent nandi to fetch shukracharya when the letter was brought shiva gulped him into his mouth shukracharya stayed for some days in the stomach of shiva but one day managed to come out when shiva was lost in samadhi he reached back to the kingdom of the asura safe and the asuras are again emboldened that their preceptors full protection was restored to them 
they became again great menace and terror, terror to the devas. The devas then hatched out a plan. The preceptor of the devas, that is Sage Brahaspati, had a son named Kacha. Kacha was sent to Shukracharya to be his disciple and to study under him. Shukracharya accepted him as a student because of the veneration of for Brahaspati. Shukracharya's daughter, Devyani, caught a fascination and liking for Kacha. Once the Asura had caught hold of Kacha secretly and killed him. At Devyani's pleading, however, Shukracharya, by the power of the Sanjivani mantra, revived him and brought him back to life. When the Asuras caught hold of Kacha secretly the second time, they did not want the body to be left after slaying him, because Shukracharya might again bring it back to life. Therefore, this time, they burned the slain body to ashes, mixed the ashes in wine which they surreptitiously made Shukracharya to drink. As Kacha did not return home in the night, Devani expressed her anxiety to Shukracharya about the safety of Kacha. Shukracharya saw through the Drivvidrishti that the ashes of Kacha were in the stomach and this he told Devani. He told her that the time he would not be able to bring him back to life. If we were to try to bring him back to life, as Kacha would have to come out of his stomach, he that is Shukracharya himself would be dying in the process. Therefore, he would not be able to save him with time. But Devayani pleaded that if he would teach her the Sanjivani mantra and in the process of reviving Kacha, if Shukracharya were to die, she would chant the mantra and revive him and also bring him back to life. As he was uttering the mantra, Kacha heard it from within the stomach of his guru and memorized it. Kacha was saved. Shukracharya also was revived back to life. Later, Devayani pleaded to Kacha that he should marry her, but Kacha pleaded that he would be, it would be a sacrilege to do so. They were like sister and brothers to each other. First, she was his guru's daughter further, having emerged out of the vitals of Shukracharya by the result of the mantra. He also had become the child of Shukracharya. Furthermore, she, having revived him back to life, she was like a mother to him. Therefore, he said the marriage was unthinkable between them. Saying this, he left and went back to his father. The Sanjivani mantra had lost its potency for good, having been given to a woman who did not merit the mantra, and further having lost its secrecy because of being overheard by another, by Kacha, besides the one it was intended to, that is Devani at that time. As Sri Narsimha Saraswati dissuaded Savitri from being desirous of taking the mantra, the woman pleaded as she be taught some vrata, which would be beneficial as a mantra. Sri Narsimha Saraswati told her about the Somvar vrata, Shiva vrata. He narrated another anecdote to illustrate the beneficial effect of this vrata. So up till now you have found that if the mantra is given and if it is misused by anybody, the mantra loses its potency. So it is like like a magic word, you know, you keep on using the magic word, things are not going to work. Because if the magic word is given out to the most undeserving people, then that particular magical word or that particular mantra will have no value at all. That is the reason why it should never be imparted to those people who are not deserving at all. Once upon a time in the olden days, there lived a king named Chitravarma in the Ayavata. He was in the line of the great Nala. He was a great devotee of Lord Shiva, Nala Damayanti. I am sure you must have heard of that story. He had no children for a long time. At last, a daughter was born to him. She was named Simantini. The king consulted his court astrologers about the future of the princess. 
they all said that she would grow into a very virtuous girl and would have a long life but the age of 14 itself she would likely to become a widow the kings and the queens heart were filled with gloom and sorrow at the prospect of their daughter's widowhood the princess reached the age of 7 the king started searching a suitable alliance for her meanwhile simantini learned the somvars river vrata from maitreyani which is believed to confer mangalya and auspiciousness to women from that very young age she started performing the vrata she was therefore married to a young prince by the name of chitrangara the son of kindra king indrasena the marriage was celebrated in all regal pomp one day prince chitrangara went to swim in the river kalindi along with their friends they were also his guards append attending upon him the prince was swimming in the stream with his friends he was suddenly caught in the whirlpool in mid stream and sat sank down the guards tried to reach him search for him and save him but to no avail simantini said to her father and mother that she would throw herself into the stream and die to join her husband in the other world at least her grief was inconsolable she was all fury against shiva as in spite of her devout and the strict observances of the somvar vrat he had not protected her at all she was being dissuaded by all from doing the sahagamana because shastras do not approve of sahagamana for a woman without the dead body of her husband by her side that is because you need the body on the funeral pyre only they used to perform this sati okay but now is banned to add to the misfortune as the king and the people were steeped in sorrow at the prince's death one enemy king attacked the kingdom of indrasen and defeated the latter misfortune never comes alone but comes in a chain is the old saying so it is the case with regards to indrasen who lost his son as well as the kingdom when chitrangada was caught in the whirlpool he sat down sank down into the depth of the river the damsels of the nagalok sighted him and rescued him and took him to their kingdom in the nether world it was a kingdom of takshak takshak is that uh, serpent you know a poisonous one the great serpent king the naga can the nagkanya sprinkled amrit over the body of chitrangada who was lifeless the amrit revived him instantly he was taken to king takshak who received him very kindly takshak was very happy to learn that chitrangada was in the line of the descent of the famous king nala who happened to be the dear friend of his in the olden times takshak was very hospitable to him the prince was looked after very well the prince found that takshak's city was very rich and beautiful one after some time chitrangada asked takshak to permit him to go back to his father takshak gave him a very warm and a loving send off sent a naga prince from escort and gave him many precious and handsome gifts the prince and the naga prince who escorted him emerged out of the waters in the midstream they swam to the bank just at that time simantini came to the river for the bath before vrata as it happened to be somvar although god seems to have let her down still she wanted to continue the vrata the prince recognized her as simantini the princess who was wedded to him his fa- her face was clouded with grief she inquired of her who she was and why she looked so grief stricken although he had close resemblance to her dear husband she did not take him to be her husband and and she thought that her husband was lost forever the maids waiting for the princess narrated to the prince all about her misfortune and how she lost her husband whom she loved so dearly the stranger that is a prince said that he knew chitrangara very well and that the letter was quite safe and would return to her soon 
After saying thus, the prince, along with the Naga prince, went to the father's kingdom. Already by the time the king's enemy king was thrown back, Indra Sen had got his kingdom back. The king was most delighted at his son's wife's safe return. He sent messages immediately to Chitravarma to often inform him of the happy turn of events and of the son's safe return and that he along with the son was coming over there to his kingdom. The joy of Simantini bound no bounds, knew no bounds. Her faith in Lord Shiva and the merit of Somvar Brata were thus vindicated and she had got back her lost husband. Sri Narasimha Saraswati thus impressed on Savitri the Mahima of Somvar Shiva Brata. He told her that she would observe all the Brata throughout her life and this Brata meant worship to him, Sri Narasimha Saraswati only. Savitri and her husband then offered elaborate worship to Gurunath, performing some Samardhana and with the uh, blessings of Gurunath returned to their hometown Mahur. The parents of the young man were overwhelmed with joy <coughs> at the safe return of their son and their daughter-in-law and to see their son restored completely to good health. The heart overflowed with gratitude towards Gurunath for the divine mercy which he had showered on the family. Thus ends the 35th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra describing Simantini Akhyan. Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Gurunath. So we will stop over here. And if you have any questions, these are simple stories. I think it's very easy to understand them.